there's a new podcast in town. It's called Oops. And here's what I make of it. I like it. I really do. Uh, I've been listening to it on walks and I've found it unputdownable, which is a very good sign. Uh, Now, initial impressions. It's warm to listen to. It's being spoken by one of my nieces, who happens to be the niece with whom I speak the most uh, day to day. Uh, This is the niece that gives me most of the ideas that I run in this podcast. I'm not joking. I get most of my ideas from chats with her. Uh, Yeah, if I was trying to come up with ideas for this podcast all by myself, I I think I'd be up to about episode 50 or episode 20. As it is, I'm up to episode 230-odd. So if you want someone to blame for this endless chatter by Charlie, uh, you know who to blame. And the person to blame is my niece, who will call Oops, because that's the name of her podcast. Uh, Jokes aside, it's not a joke. (laughs) Jokes aside, um, get across there, have a listen. She's got some interesting things to say. Um, My first impressions are that um it's a very warm listen you know she's she's a really friendly listen uh, as she is in real life uh, but it's a different thing listening to someone in monologue when you're quite used to speaking to them well obviously in dialogue uh, and uh, I, I find it a very refreshing thing to let her finish a thought. I've ne- that's never occurred to me before, to let her finish. Um, and, and this is yet another thing that is great about podcasts. Someone can start chatting and they can keep chatting without anyone interrupting. Uh, you know, someone, someone like my um, niece and um, and force someone like me, you know, who, and I am a chatterbox, uh, and force someone like me, not that she's trying to do that, um, to sit back, relax, and listen. And I will say that I get a much more nuanced idea of what she's thinking by just letting her chat and uh, not interrupting. I might try that in real life with a few people. I've never done that before. You know, you can say, oh, g'day, Charlie. You know what I was thinking? Oh, you know what? I was thinking something too. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) Yeah, But um, yet another tick for the idea of podcasts. It's a great forum. I like it. Okay. So that's that. Um, now, I find her more engaging than me, too, in, in, in podcasts. Uh, with me, I've somewhat got my back to the audience as I'm speaking uh, because I, I'm comfortable with that. A friend of mine went and saw Van Morrison once, um, you know, brown-eyed girl and all that. Um, 
and he came away from that concert annoyed. He said, I paid good money to go and see Van Morrison. He kept his back to the audience the whole time. Our rock stars do that anyway, quite often. You'll find that, you know, like there's a drum solo or something and, you know, um, and it's all about the drummer for a minute. And, uh, you know, the rock star will turn his back on the audience, which I think is appropriate at that point in time, and give the drummer all his attention because he's giving the audience a signal or a cue there that this is not about me now, this is about the drummer, you know? Um, and to a certain extent, you know, and Van Morrison in this particular concert, my friend said, turned his back on the audience and never turned around again, never looked at them again. So it never became about the audience, you know. And to a certain extent, I'm like that. Uh, I turn my back to the audience quite consciously in this podcast, uh, to the audience, to you. You know, to a certain extent, I'm not speaking to you. You know, it's a turn off for you even right now, listening to me quite likely. Uh, because I've got my back to you. you know, I'm, I'm more or less telling you I've got my back to you, you know, uh, Van Morrison style. And the reason for that is the drummer in my podcast are the ideas, most of which I haven't, I haven't even had. You know, maybe my, you know, my niece has given me the ideas. You know, so my podcast is very much about the ideas, but it's not about me and it's not about you. You know, I'm trying to make the ideas king. Um, but it can make my podcast a slightly sociopathic listen. Uh, you know, you, I've got my back to the audience. Now, with my niece, you know, and I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. It's just what I happen to be comfortable with. That's all I'm saying. And I'll keep doing that, you know. Right. And, and, and I can think clearly, too, if, if I'm not conscious of you. You know, if I, if I don't feel you're at the e- other end of this podcast, you know, and most certainly, uh, you know, uh, I've got nothing in my head that I want to, you know, I don't want to reach into my head, pull something out of there and try and shove it in your head. You know, most certainly not that. In fact, you know, this is, uh, normally I talk about stuff that's not even in my head. It's stuff I've heard, for example, from my niece. Now, in ordinary conversation with my niece, it's a dialogue. And normally she comes up with the ideas. She really does, in general. And I'm a, I'm a real responder, you know. You won't find me coming up with the ideas. She'll come up with the ideas. And I'll say, ah, that gets me thinking, yeah, yeah. And then she'll say another thing, and then I'll say another thing. And it's a dialogue, you know. Uh, what we call a dialectic, you know, but a dialogue. Now... I have found it interesting, and this is a review of her podcast all of a sudden, that in her podcast, oops, there's no Charlie interrupting. And that's very refreshing. That's probably one of the most refreshing things about listening to my niece in a podcast compared to listening to her in real life. There's no risk of me putting my two bobs worth in. And I'm finding that quite relaxing and really refreshing. So I went on a walk last night and listened to one of her episodes. And I'm just wandering down the street, absolutely having no thoughts of my own, well, not many, and just listening. 
you know, sit back, relax, shut up, and listen to her, finish her thoughts. And um, it, it, it's a whole new sort of, you know, it is good to let people finish their thoughts. And I, I found, uh, I have found, listening to her podcast so far, cause it, because there's been about six episodes or seven or so, um, that uh, I get a, uh, I'm able to have better ideas form in my head as a result of letting her finish her thoughts at her pace uh, ideas are forming better in my head as she speaks than um, they do in ordinary circumstances when I'm also talking and uh, and I'll use my overall impression of her podcast so far and what I've been listening to and what, <clears throat> what I've been hearing um, to uh, turn this episode into something of a downstream episode, an episode downstream of her podcast, you know. Look, I'm going to grab some of the ideas that have um, formed in my head as a result of listening to her podcast and turn those ideas into an episode here. But I think it'll be better thought out, you know, because normally I grab a tenth of an idea from her and then try and turn that into an episode and it's a little bit chaotic, you know. But now that I've listened right through some of her episodes, I've listened to her ideas fully thought out. And even as I got off her podcast, you know, look, she did her, she did my thinking for me. Um, and, and here's probably uh, my... Uh, my main review of her podcast. Um, once I had listened to about six episodes, I had some ideas formed in my head that were fully formed, rather than ten percent formed. And um, I think this is all a vote for the idea of when someone else is chatting about something and coming up with ideas. Uh, it really is a good idea to shut up a lot more and let them finish. Hear them out. Don't interrupt. Don't pull them up. Don't pull them up. You know, I think she lives in a world where she can't get four words out. And, and that world includes me. You know, but she's in a world, she lives in a world in which she tries to have a dangerous idea even, you know, or a risky idea, or whatever. And I, you know, listening to her podcast, I get the sense that she's halfway through an idea, or she's maybe even uh, thrown up a dangerous idea uh, hypothetically, and um, and and she's getting judged left, right, and centre. Um, when, if you know, when, if in her world, people would let her speak for a whole half an hour and just not say a thing, they might actually really enjoy the entire journey 
because it takes do you know you can't get an idea out properly that's worth hearing um in the space of you know 240 characters or whatever they have in a tweet you know an idea needs a good 30 minutes and uh, i think this is a vote in favour of the idea of a podcast compared to, for example, social media or even just discourse. Yeah. Even, it might even be better in some ways than just chatting. Getting together and having a chat can be inferior to a podcast in which you let a person um, walk right through their idea fully until they're finished and then say thank you for listening and um, that's the end of my podcast and I have found it very satisfying to get right to the end of one of her episodes and uh, and and then sit back and think I got something out of that and I'm glad I wasn't talking to her I'm glad I was just listening to her now that's not the only thing I liked about her podcast I did like that about her podcast. And I want to talk about her world in a minute because this episode is about her. You know, because it's a review of her podcast. It's not about me, this episode. This whole podcast I try to make not about me anyway. But this episode I'm going to try and make about her. Uh, because, you know, this podcast she has started making, um, I found, very thought-provoking. You know, like the ideas were good, you know. And just for a change, I got, to, I got to hear them fully thought out from her perspective without my two bobs worth being in there. Okay. Now, I listened to however many episodes she does have and I had a very definite and very strong thought or concept to chat about arising from that. And I wouldn't have had this concept arising in my head to chat about to put into my episode here had I not sat back relaxed shut up and listened to Oops that's the name of her podcast Oops get over there have a listen to it you know don't even bother with the rest of this episode there will be more in this episode um yeah, which but but that will really be just me, with my take on her episode. It's almost like a cover version, isn't it? Uh, what do you want to hear? Yeah, the Beatles <laughs> um, doing Lucy in in the Sky with Diamonds. What do you want to hear, Elton John? <laughs> uh, well, your call. Right then, uh, that's that. And that was talking about her podcast. Now, here comes what I got out of her podcast. Uh, My sense... Look, I got a lot of things out of it, her podcast. Uh, But one thing that um, stood out for me is um, this sense I get that in her world... She lives in a world. We, you know, each of us lives in a world. She lives in a world. Uh, for a start, it's a very different world than the world I live in. 
Um, if, if you were talking politically, for example, and it's not just politically, but if you were talking politically, um, in her world, the wind blows strongly to the left. And um, listening to her podcast, I see her as something like a, um, a shooter with a rifle on a, on a target range, a shooting range. And um, she's trying to hit bullseyes. You know, but the wind is blowing strongly to the left. Now, this is what I got out of her podcast. You know, I got lots of things out of her podcast, but this is one sense I did get. She reminded me of someone on a shooting range with a rifle trying to hit a bullseye over there. But the wind is blowing left. And, um, and she can see that the wind is blowing left. And, uh, but she wants to hit a bullseye. You know, like she wants to, and, and by, that, by a bullseye, what I mean is she wants to tick some boxes, hit some bullseyes. She wants to hit a bullseye in terms of making sense. That is a huge um, value for her, I have found, that um, she, she, she has a need uh, for everybody, if they're going to discuss something, to make sense. You know, and not lie to themselves, and and um, yeah, and not pretend to be not blowing left politically. If you are, you know, and things like that. Okay, so she wants to now. What I find is that she lives in a world where the wind is blowing left, and everybody is standing beside her, and she's aiming for the bullseye, and everyone is saying, "Shoot left, shoot left." Now, this is a very distinct feeling I got from her podcast about the quandary that she's in. Now, her um, instinct is to shoot slightly right, but not because she's a right winger or anything like that, so to speak, but she's trying to compensate for the wind blowing left in her world. Now, any shooter would probably understand that. Um, and I think when she has all this noise behind her, when she's trying to focus, when she's keen on making sense, when she's keen on all the same things that the people behind her are keen on, you know, for example, social justice and a whole lot of other things, um, and um, she is trying to get them all... Yeah, she starts aiming the rifle slightly right of the bullseye. And she's about to pull the trigger and she starts to get attacked. You know, people say, shoot left. Over to the left is, um, is where you'll hit a bullseye. And, and I think she says, would you all just... Can, can't you see? You know, this is that frustrating situation you get in life sometimes where something is really obvious to you that if you shoot slightly to the right not a hell of a lot to the right but if you shoot slightly to the right the the prevailing wind in the world in which you live will pull the argument back naturally to the left and you'll hit a bullseye and um and you know uh 
maybe even hit on the right formula for, for example, justice. You know, the justice you're looking for in the world. You know, whether that be Black Lives Matter, which is, just happens to be what's on the world at the moment in the world, or anything else. And um, everyone's just very determined. Everyone in her world is sitting behind her, very determined that she should shoot hard left. You know? And, um, and I, I think um, there's a certain amount of um, you know, uh, group bullying that goes on in which you, know, um, uh, uh, she, uh, you can get labelled. You know? If you're the only person shooting right in a world where the wind always blows left, um, you know, and everyone behind you is, is saying, shoot left, shoot left, shoot left, shoot left. There's a kind of group dynamic there where you know, it's a democracy of we're right and you're wrong. In fact, you're an idiot because you don't agree with the democracy. You, know, you don't agree with the group. You're outnumbered. You're outvoted. You know, I think you know, listening to her podcast, I get the sense that in her world, and that's amongst her you know, family, friends and associates, um, you know, she has contact with an African community and all sorts of things. And a lot of those people, you know, for example, on the Black Lives Matter, you know, they say, um, you know, that one, and I don't want to get involved in any particular debate um, in this episode, but on Black Lives Matter, you know, she, um, you know, she is surrounded by people, I think, who are saying, cop's bad, you know. Like, take the indigenous situation where you've got, what is it, 400 and I can't remember what, 30 people, um, 430 black deaths in custody, as they call it. Now, um, I think she's got a whole crowd of people standing behind her. The wind is blowing to the left and everyone is just stunned. 430 murders? You know? And, um, and I think what she's doing, she can hear everyone behind her saying that and she moves her gun and says, hey, guys, watch this. I'm going to move just slightly to the right of that contention, that target. And I'm going to, I still want to hit a bullseye on what the correct thing to think there is. But I'm going to shoot slightly to the right of what you're saying. You know, you guys are all a whole lot of wind pushing left. I'm going to shoot slightly to the right of what you're saying and maybe challenge the idea that all 40, all 430, sorry, helicopter, of those deaths are murder. In fact, I might even, for the sake of argument, I might even propose that very few of those um, black deaths in custody were murder. And then there's a clamour behind her, you know, calling her all sorts of things under the sun and making her feel like an idiot to the point where even, you know, if you're the only person going against the wind, you know, um, you know, you've got... 80, 80 rifle, 80 expert riflemen and rifle women on a rifle range, and they're all pointing hard left, and the wind's blowing left. You know, you, you even start to doubt yourself when you, when you, when you decide to go to the right of the um, target, and everyone pulls the trigger, and they all miss the target completely, and um, and 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 get a, a, a make it, you know make a terrible shot and everybody behind and then you get a bullseye in your mind and everyone behind you says you lose because where we shot over there 
you know, f- far, far, far to the left of a bullseye when it comes to justice or whatever, or accuracy or, you know, uh, what they do is they say that over there, far over there, to the left is a bullseye. Now, look, I'm not saying the bullseye isn't over there. In their minds it is. But you start to feel like the only sane person in a lunatic asylum, in fact, it goes a step further on than that. You start to think like a lunatic, like you're a lunatic amongst sane people, um, especially if they just keep at you and at you and at you, and if you've been labelled that way anyway. Now, I'll, I'll explore this a little more later, but that's, that's the start of my first impression of a certain frustration I sensed in the podcast by a girl named Oops. Uh, just quickly, uh, by way of you know, contrast, uh, because this podcast is not about me, even though you know sometimes I slip a few things in, uh, I happen to live in a world where the wind blows a little to the right, not as strongly as the wind blows left in her world. Um, but the wind in my world, and by the wind in my world, I mean even my own social construction. You have to be aware of yourself, that even you, yourself, you know, in my case, might be constructed to the right. You know, I may firmly believe that I'm balanced, you know, a bit to the left and a bit to the right, whatever I might think. Um, but, you know, it's good to know thyself, you know, as the Greeks used to say. And I, I, I do acknowledge that I think social construction-wise, I can hardly even help it, you know, the wind in my head blows to the right. Um... And also in my world, you know, my family, grandparents, cousins, you know, my cousins to a, to a man and a woman, pretty much all, you know, lean to the right. Um, so I live in a world where the wind is fairly consistently blowing to the right. So I find myself, when I'm on the shooting range, sort of shooting left a little, just a little, you know, not a lot, just a little. You know, it, with my examples, at least, you know. Um, I, I know I was speaking about the media in, a, in a, an episode not too long ago, and um, I can't with, remember whether it was an episode in this podcast or it was a, a, a text, a series of texts to my niece. Um, and the examples I w- was giving was, uh, were some news articles from the right side of the debate. Sky News and all that sort of stuff, you know, um, and how corrupt they were being in trying to polarise the debate that is Black Lives Matter because that just happens to be the debate on foot at the moment. And I found myself, you know, in wanting to uh, sort of make a case that the media is doing some bad things on this front, and that's the left-wing media and the right-wing media, I found that I needed to grab a result... Uh, sorry, a, um, an example of the media being bad from the right-hand side of the media. You know, I felt like I needed to smash the right so that I could, you know, and in doing so, that, that was my way of aiming my rifle slightly to the left to hit a bullseye, you know, to hopefully hit a bullseye. You know, but a lot of people in my world would have said, just aim right, aim right, aim right, Sky News is always right, Fox News is always right, The Herald Sun is always right, 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 aim right, you know. 
and um, and I find myself sort of saying no I'd rather kind of attack the attack the right a little uh, just to compensate for the wind in my head blowing to the right a little you know I've noticed that you know when you're you know if in a real on a real rifle range if you're aiming your rifle at the bullseye and you aim for the, and, you, and you fire off five shots and all of those five shots go to the right despite your best efforts you know that you've got a bias that slightly moves to the right you know it might be in the gun it might be the wind it might be it really doesn't matter it might be something in your head but something's making those bullets go to the right so the smart person i think slightly just moves the rifle and aims slightly left of the target now if you if i if i have a lot of my people around me you know they might they might start saying listen why are you always attacking the right you know are you a lefty you know to which I might say, no, actually, no, you know, I'm, uh, I'm erring, you know, the wind is blowing to the right already, so I'm trying to hit a bullseye by just going left a little, not a lot, but a little, you know, and, and that's a nuanced idea. Now, I think my goddaughter does something very similar, but in her world, the wind is blowing very, very strongly to the left, very strongly, you know, almost, uh, the gale is almost nuts, how strongly it blows to the left. You know, when something like Black Lives Matter comes up, for example, you know, it almost seems, and I'm reading through, you know, I'm reading my uh, niece's podcast a little bit, um, it's almost as if um, all black people, for example, are beautiful and all cops are murderers, you know. And when the wind is blowing that strongly, you know, uh, you can call it devil's advocacy, but... You can, it's more than that. It's, it's being a good rifle woman or man and sort of saying, listen, you're all sounding nuts. You know, I believe in justice. You believe in justice, right? But um, I also believe in common sense. You know, I want to hit a bullseye on common sense and I want to hit a bullseye on justice. Now, if I want to hit a double bullseye like that, you know, I've got to compensate for this wind so if you guys are all pushing left i have to balance that out i will end up agreeing with you to some extent but you're doing my head in you know by saying for example that you know some bloke who has been shot for example by a cop somewhere in the world was just a beautiful person you know, if that person, uh, you know, um, without warning, grabbed a taser from the cops and pointed at the cops and tried to shoot the cops with the taser. Now, admittedly, you're not going to kill someone with a taser. But all I'm saying, you know, this is what my goddaughter might be saying. Her niece, goddaughter. Um, he's not as pure as the driven snow here. Now, I'm, I still think that cop should go down. You know, but the nuance is lost. Yeah, because she's just trying to aim slightly to the right. And, and I think she's being labelled as someone who is just, you know, nigh on a Stalinist. Oh, sorry, not a Stalinist, a Nazi, you know. Um, and, and people are attacking her for daring to even, you know, to daring to aim anywhere but hard left, you know. And I think it does her head in, 
you know. And I think what does her head in, and I may be wrong on all this, you know, this is just my impression. I'm happy to be wrong. My, my impression also is not only are people um, blowing hard left, you know, that, even that I think she wouldn't mind, as long as they're honest about, because honesty is another bullseye that she tries to hit, I do know this. It's, it's when people are aiming hard left and missing the bullseye by a long way, you know, absolutely, you know, having themselves on um, as, as far as, you know, what they're saying. You know, this poor refugee is a um, beautiful person and never did anything wrong as a matter of fact. You know, and they don't even know the refugee. Yeah, you know, that refugee could have, could have been a murderer. You know, but, you know, you, you'll get that. You know, someone will meet a, a refugee um, and that refugee will give that person their story and, um, and, the, and, the, and the, uh, the person who fires hard left will come back, you know, and tell, retell the story that that refugee has given him or her and, and there'll be tears flooding down the person's face because they've bought a hook, line and sinker. Now, it's possible that they're, you know, but my, I think my niece would say, listen, nobody cares about refugees more than I do, you know. However, it is possible that person told a lie. You know, now, by saying that highly inflammatory thing, in a world that blows so hard to the left, you know, she, she could easily be tagged as a racist and all sorts of things, you know. And I happen to, you know, my niece happens to be married into the African, you know, her children are African, you know, but she's, I think what she's doing is um, she's saying, listen, I value justice and I value that refugee. Uh, I, I value justice for that refugee, but, you know, I also value making sense, yeah, um, and I think that's, to that extent, you know, and then she starts pointing the rifle slightly to the right, and I think she does get smashed for it, and, and, and is called an idiot for doing that, and yet she's doing nothing that I'm not doing when I point my rifle slightly to the left, you know, and, and hoping that, you know, the wind will pull it back to the right, yeah, or my bias will pull it back to the right a little bit. Yeah, in some senses, I think she's being incredibly wise, especially given that I happen to believe that she kind of the wind in her head kind of blows to the left a fair bit, and anybody who has um, the wind in their head blowing left and has the wisdom to consciously correct that and aim a little right to compensate for that, I think is being highly atypical in the modern world. I'll leave it at that for the moment. I may come back with more, but that, that's my sense. And I, I think it's an extraordinarily frustrating existence she has in her world. And I'm pretty sure she's almost the odd person out. The only person, now I may be wrong, but I get the sense she's just about the only person who is living in a world, including in the world that's in her head, that blows to the left and who is, um, who values being honest and making sense and not lying to herself and all that sort of thing, you know, and not lying by omission, because you can lie by omission, to the point that she's willing to aim slightly to the right 
in order for all her biases in her head and in all the biases in her world to bring that bullet back and hit a bullseye on justice, honesty and making sense. I get that feeling. I might put this episode over to her and, and get her feedback before I say any more to see whether I'm on the right track or the wrong track. But my sense is that you feel like the only sane person in a lunatic asylum or the only lunatic amongst sane people, really, it's the same effect, you know, if you're the only person doing that, um, people just look at you like you're an idiot. If, you, if you're doing something other than what the majority is doing, you know? You know, I, I, do, I do sense that it's a frustrating existence. And, not, and, and I'm talking in her community, you know, amongst her friends and all that sort of thing, you know? Um, you know, I, I sense that she's feeling a little isolated, intellectually, if you like. You know, I, think, I think she's on the same page as everyone else, justice-wise. But I think she feels a little isolated intellectually now i don't think she thinks she's smarter than everybody else um listen to her podcasts yourself an enormous amount of humility comes through she says i you know i you know yesterday i thought this and now i know i was completely wrong that comes through in her podcasts and i was amazed when i heard that i said that's fantastic that's not typical of the world you live in you know people don't say that in the world you live in and I was actually extremely admiring of her when I heard that. You know, she says that a lot. You know, um, I might put this over to her and see what she thinks, if she, if she could be bothered listening right through this episode and um, see what she thinks. But I, I, I think, um, yeah, I think people look at her in her world and, and look at her, yeah, as the only lunatic in an asylum full of sane people. Now, what you would be doing, putting, you know, filling a lunatic asylum with sane people, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe she's the only sane person. I'm not here to make a judgment. I'm just saying this is the sense I get of the frustration I hear in her podcasts Noting, of course, that um, her, her podcast is a very warm and relaxed listen anyway. In fact, I think it's with some relief she's making this podcast because it's a moment, uh, you know, she's able to aim for that justice target and that common sense target and that honesty target. She's on the rifle range all by herself. She's able to aim it wherever she wants and hit that bullseye without the gallery, the peanut gallery behind her, telling her she's an idiot.